verses 7 and 8. Thank you to our praise team for leading us into the presence of God. You always do it with excellence, and we appreciate that. Daniel 7, 7 and 8, and then I'll drop down to verse 19. The Bible says, After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. And I considered the horns. And behold, there came up from among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man and a mouth speaking great things. Verse 19, if you would drop there. Then... I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn. So get the picture, There's a four, uh, there is a fourth beast in this vision Daniel has and it's terrible it's dreadful and it's very strong and it had ten horns and then uh, one came up and it caused three of the others to go away and that has a lot to do with end time uh, theology and I'm not so much preaching that direction today as just to say this was a tremendous beast that uh, Daniel saw and when he looked at this fourth one who was more stout than its fellows and whose mouth spake very great things he said in verse 21 i beheld and the same horn made war with the saints watch this and prevailed against them everybody say until until verse 22 until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the most high and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you today from this subject, time and the ancient of days. Time and the ancient of days. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. To be certain, the Bible gives us a fascinating and a very compelling perspective on the human existence. Without controversy, I tell you today that the human existence, specifically the Christian existence, is one that is very much at odds with the system of this world. I want to stop right now and take a moment and say thank God for every pastor and preacher that has helped to shape my life by preaching the Word of God to me. My mom called me yesterday. They were in Louisiana. She said, guess who we're with? And I said, well, who are you with? And she said, we're with the Moors. And some of you know, some of you won't. That is the pastor that dedicated me. And uh, Brother Moore is 83 now, and uh, 
they live in Louisiana, near the Shreveport area, Bossier. And mom and dad drove down there to spend some time with them and be with them. That's my parents' pastor. And, and uh, Sister Moore was saying something to mom at, on Pastor's Day. I had, I had sent out a thing on social media thanking uh, the pastors of my life. Uh, which would be Brother Moore and my father and my father-in-law. And uh, I had posted that, and Sister Moore, she told my mom, she said, she said, Kenneth's just like you. She said, he's so sentimental, isn't he? She said, yeah, Sister Moore, he really is. And said, he, he thinks like his dad, but he's, but he's got that sentimental streak in him like, uh, like I have it. And Sister Moore said, you got it from me. <laughs> and... Uh, they were talking about that, so I, they sent me some pictures of them spending time together, and I told them the Moors once more they had hoped to be here when we dedicated this building and were unable to be. Uh, Brother Moore had become sick, and they couldn't make it, but I reiterated to them uh, how much I wanted them to come be in service with us and, uh, and to be a part uh, before they pass. I want them to be a part of sanctuary at least one time. Uh, because Brother Moore is the one who built me my first pulpit when I was two years old. And I've got pic pictures preaching behind that pulpit. And uh, it, it, I still have the pulpit. It's at my house right now. and um, They're very special to us. And so I stopped this morning to say thank you to Brother Moore for preaching to me. Thank you to my father my father-in-law, pastors who have preached to me from this glorious book that we call the Bible. They have helped us and they are all continuing to help us to rightly divide this forever settled word that plays one of the most crucial roles in all of the universe. And that is that the Bible is our connection it is our only physical connection that we have. I know we have prayer and I know we have praise. But the Bible in its written form is our only physical connection between time and eternity. For it is the Bible that tells us how to use our time that we may affect our eternity. Henry David Thoreau made this declaration regarding this particular subject. He told us that it is impossible to kill time without injuring eternity. I want to tell you today that every day matters. I want to remind you today that every moment you live matters. I want to reiterate to you that it matters how we spend our time. Because how I spend time determines where I will spend eternity. And the things that I give myself to in time will set the path for the eternity that I will live with forever and ever and ever. Thank God that He has given us His Word as the divine connection between these two diametrically opposed concepts of time and eternity. It admonishes us 
how it is that we ought to spend our time in the light of eternity. Brother Jerry Dean preached a message one time at General Conference. And he preached about living underneath the weight of eternity. Never forgetting the burden. Don't, Lord, don't ever let the burden of eternity ever slip off of my shoulders. Never let me forget that what I am doing down here is all in preparation for that place that is over there. Although time and eternity are so different, they are yet connected. Because before any of us will ever enter into eternity, we first must be subjected to time. It is because of this that God's word acts as our intercessor. An intercessor is one who stands in the gap between two separated entities. Romans tells us that Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. Jesus, who is the Word made flesh, makes intercession for us. So the very Word of God, this living book, stands between time and eternity with the singular focus of moving us from one to the other without our, us losing our souls to a lake of fire. That is why we are told within the pages of the Word of God. Ephesians 5 verses 15 and 16. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Romans 13, 11. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Revelation 12 and 12. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is coming down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath. But a short time. Time is working against us. Anybody here had a little bit more difficulty rolling out of the bed this morning. Than you did a few years ago. Time working against us. Anybody here. Anybody here. Oh, I better be careful. I'm trying. I was thinking about getting descriptive, and I thought I may get in trouble this morning. So, anybody know time's working against us? And things aren't as easy as they used to be. I've told this, it just cracked me up so much. I remember when I was a kid, my friend next door, his name was Jeremiah. Jeremiah's dad had a, had a, uh, three-quarter ton truck, a big truck, and he had big wheels on it, big mud wheels on it. And uh, it was the truck he played in. And uh, he would put the tailgate down, and he'd say, y'all want to go, y'all want to go fish, or y'all want to go, uh, they had little model airplanes, y'all want to go fly the airplanes. He'd say, hop, you can't, kids, you can't do this today. He'd say, hop in the back of the truck. 
And so we'd take off running. I would, I mean, this, I, and, and, and I was a wee lad. <laughs> and so my little self would put my hands up on that bed, uh, the tailgate of that truck, as tall as it was with those big old tires, and I'd just hop up in there. And, uh, man, that was nothing. That was nothing. And then a few months ago, Brother Jimmy and I were doing something. And uh, we had, I don't remember what it was, but we had put something in my truck. And, and we were trying to get it out. And uh, I tried to climb in the bed of my truck. And I don't have big old mud tires. <laughs> I put that tailgate down. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried. And I finally jumped up, hopped up enough to get my knee up there a little bit. And he laughed at me. <laughs> I was going to try to just go on and act like it never happened. But he said, he said, Pastor. <laughs> when he did, I knew. I'd, I <laughs> Time is working against us. And some of y'all got a, a few more years on you than I got. And so uh, it's ever moving. It's this understanding that caused the psalmist to write in Psalms 90 and 12. He said this. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. What he is saying is we must be cautious with our time because time determines eternity. There may be other verses in the Bible that bring these two concepts together, but this is the one that really has moved me today. It's when uh, the Lord tells us through Daniel 7.21, I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. So time and eternity must ever be two things on the forefront of our minds. I just want to remind everybody here today, before I move on in this message, I just want to remind everybody that is here in this room today under the sound of my voice, don't ever let time get away from you. Don't let time slip away from you. If you allow it to, time will try to uh, cause you to invest in other things that have no eternal value. And I think we need to uh, spend some of our time with family and, and leisure and all of those things, but we must not do it at the expense of affecting our eternity. And so parents, let's be careful where we put our time. And parents, let's be careful where we allow our children to put the majority of their time. Let's make sure that we are keeping in front of them the most important thing. And that is eternity. Because the truth of the matter is that one of these days, one of two things will happen to everybody that is in this room. One of these days, you will either go by the way of the grave or... You will be around when the Lord tells the angel 
to blow the trumpet. And that eastern sky splits. And the Lord comes back for his people. And we all will stand in judgment. Whether you went by way of the grave. Or you were here through the rapture. We all will stand before the Lord in judgment one day. That is not a myth. That is not a fairy tale. I probably don't preach about it like I should. And as often as I should. But I want you to know it really is true. That one day. Jesus is coming back. One day we will stand before the judge of all eternity. And we will be separated sheep from goats. We will either spend eternity with him in glory. Or we will spend our eternity in a lake of fire. Where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Where the worm dieth not, the scripture said. And where darkness it is utter darkness, and we will be in torments. Scripture lets us know. And I am pleading with everybody in this room today saying, please, don't go to hell. Please, don't waste your time. Please, make sure that you are setting yourself up for success in the kingdom of God. Let me tell you how long time is. Let me just, or excuse me, how long eternity is. If a bird were to fly to the Atlantic Ocean and it were to pick up one drop of water and hold it in its beak and fly all the way back across the country to across uh, North Carolina and uh, Tennessee and Colorado and Nevada and get over and cross California and drop that one drop of water from the Atlantic into the Pacific and then fly all the way back to the Atlantic and get one more drop of water and fly again across North Carolina and all the way uh, to the uh, Pacific Ocean and drop. By the time he emptied the Atlantic into the Pacific, t uh, eternity would only have just begun. Eternity is forever. Life is but a vapor. But eternity is forever. So be careful because one of these days time will meet eternity.